You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. This week on Carly's Couch, we're talking about change. Can people really change? Buenos dias, buenos tardes, buenos noches. Arrivederci. That's goodbye. <laughs> um, that was wrong. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the couch, to the standing desk today. <laughs> um, new year, new you. If you listened to the last episode, you already know what time it is. Um, but, um, yeah, how's the new year looking for you thus far, Carly? <laughs> it could be better. <laughs> I'm not going to hold y'all. It could be a little bit better, but... You know, shout out to community. That's been really cool. Um, yeah, so it's been okay. I mean, it's been a mixed bag, but that's life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we ro- we rocking with it. How about you? Uh, I would say it's a 2023 has had kind of like a, a easy start thus far. But I think it's kind of feels like a continuation of how last year uh, kind of, you know, it's been feeling kind of chill. And then it's like, oh, it's still kind of chill. So um, nothing too overwhelming yet. Easing back into, you know, all the work and people kind of answering emails and stuff again now. So I'm excited. Um, I already starting to make, like, plans and stuff uh, a couple months out. So I'm looking forward to it. Things are going well. Um, but our topic, I was about to say this year, our topic today um, around change is still kind of, I think, uh, thematic for the new year. Um, but you know, I, I see a lot of people say like, Oh, people will never change or they can't change. Um, but anytime I see that, I always wonder like, well, haven't you changed at all? Um, but also I've felt like that too before. It's like, man, some people like never change. Mm -hmm. Um, so what do you think? Can people change? Absolutely. If they want to. And that's the the big. So piece. they can. I think people can. And yeah, I change. guess that's a different thing. Like they can, but do they? Exactly. Um, now and that's a lot of people episode. don't. <laughs> exactly. So that's maybe that's fair. Maybe instead of people being like, "Oh, people can't change," like, "Yo, people just do not choose to change," a lot of times, and I think that would be fair. Absolutely, and that's like, because can you change anything? Yes, absolutely. But you really have to want to, and I think that that's kind of where. The, oh, people can't ever change. It's like, they don't, do they really want to? Like, you know, or if, if you, you know, have things that you've been trying to quote unquote change for years or do differently, it's like, do you really want to? Or do you feel like that's something you have to or something you should or something there? Because I feel like if you really want to change something, you can. Yeah, but also that brings up that you also have to have some kind of realization of, you know, wanting to change something. Mm-hmm. So I think that, depending on the person right like depending on your environment maybe all you what you are is from all you know all you've seen um maybe it hasn't registered in you that you need to change anything so to that um I think that's why uh our podcast why lots of resources now even with social now right I think we see so many resources and so many things that at least spark the thought of like oh like there's another way or oh there's something else to think about there's more than just the black and white um and maybe that also is kind of partly what could help people think about at least something else that they can move towards but I think when it's like people who don't change I don't know I I think maybe it's just because they don't there's no reason to Mm. if that makes sense like why do I need to change that's fair 
I, and I think that that's probably, you know, a large portion of it, too, is, is not having enough of a reason. And that might be why it could be hard to change. Yeah. Or um, I think maybe people who don't change don't change because they they view themselves as right. And so it's like everybody else is always an issue or, um, again, even let's say if it's like they're losing weight or things like that, like they might not see an issue with that. Um, if it's something like a mindset type thing, maybe it's like, it's not me, it's everybody else. Or, you know, like, I think there's a lot of reasons why people might not change. But for folks like us, I, I think that, well, let me back that up. Do you feel like you've always had a sense of like, trying to change something? You know what I mean? Like, as far oh, yeah. back as you can think. I'm trying to think back to like, has there been a time where I was like, not really thinking about trying to change anything? Um, I don't know if I would say change as much as I've always been trying to be the best version of myself. And that's really been always a some type of growth. Yeah. I've always been trying to grow and get better. And mm-hmm. so I think with that, you kind of adapt, like that's just a lifestyle change becomes a mm-hmm. lifestyle because inevitably you're going to change things to get better, whether it's habits to become a better athlete, which was like what my first thought was like, I want to get better at basketball and I wasn't practicing enough. So I started practicing more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I started doing different things. Um, and started eating better and, and doing different stuff. When I noticed, uh, one of my coaches in high school for track, which, you know, might have been inappropriate at the time. He was like, hey, dog, you gained a little bit of weight. You know, you might need to watch what you eat. And I was like, oh, I didn't yeah, that know that was a thing. That wasn't held up nowadays. Yeah, at all. Um, but I guess one thing, too, I would say I'm, I am appreciative, appreciative of my parents because I think that I'm pretty sure, like, I grew up liking to learn or being very, like, curious and being pushed to explore and learn things. And so I think in general because of that, like, I'm always – uh, trying to be aware of something else and learn things. And then I think when it comes to like mindset and changing, um, you know, your approach to stuff, I think a lot of times it's just that once it clicks that you see something else or that, or once it clicks that, um, Oh, I'm doing something a certain way. Then from there, that's where the hard part starts as far as like, can you actually change? Um, so we can be aware of it, but things are hard. Like there's a lot of things that I can think of that, I spent a long time being like, oh, I want to change this, I want to change this, I want to change this. And it didn't really, nothing really either worked. If I tried to change it, it didn't stick. Or I actually didn't really do anything to try to change it for real, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just something you kind of say. Um, so there's a lot of, like, different points to it. Um, but what would you say makes somebody actually change? Or what are the factors? Um, I would say a big one is, like, thinking about, who you want to be like your vision of yourself like if it feels like it's possibly not in alignment like your goals like let's say you want to be you know in x place but you're not working towards that it's like you start to realize that things aren't lining up and you're like oh man i need to do something different Mm -hmm. and then i always think about um what daria said on her episode which i can't believe that was only episode 10 (laughs) i'll never forget that because it was so early right that we had daria on um but when she was like don't you ever get tired of hearing yourself say the same thing over and over and i was like yeah like I think that can make you change when at some point you're just like disgusted with like, all right, like something has to be different. Like you're, you keep saying like you're going to do it or you keep feeling the pain of not changing or that discomfort. Um, same with the story I said a couple of episodes ago with my, with my friend who's an artist who was like, all right, now I got to start doing something different because like after a while, it's just like you seeing everybody else flourishing or think they're flourishing or you just really just tired of not being mm-hmm. like you said, in this space that you know you could be or that you want to be. Um, and it does get to a point where it just feels so bad. It's just like you just have to take more action. You have to change something. Yeah, and it, it kind of gets to a point of, like, maybe discomfort. So maybe that's something else. Like, either discomfort with 
yourself, your body, how you feel, your relationships, your job, your career, your, you know, not doing the things you said you do. Like it, it starts to like kind of piss you off a little bit or get under your skin or get you upset. And a lot of times like that's kind of the thing that is the catalyst for change for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then what what is this? Um, the last one, too. I think that's a really big one. Um, so the last one is opportunity costs. So, for example, like you know, you might not get that promotion if you don't do better and change the things you need to do. You might lose your spouse if you don't stop being, you know, a dog or whatever the thing is. Like, you mm -hmm. know, you could lose your family or, you know, your kids may be done with your stuff. Like, if you're not doing the things you said you're going to do, like, you you start to look at the things that are really important to you and the cost of not changing and losing them is higher than, like, you actually just buckling down and starting to take action towards a thing. And it goes even mm -hmm. into, like, death and like that life and death like thinking about um your health like if you come to a point where your doctor's like hey bro you gotta stop, smart, stop smoking cigarettes like you you really have mm -hmm. to because you got lung cancer or whatever's going on it's like is that really worth your life like the thing that you've been struggling with changing and it sounds so dramatic but it really does come to that sometimes where people struggle with things and I say this like not in a judgmental way and I don't want to come across like that because changes can be very very mm -hmm. hard and I've been reading um, a couple of books about dopamine and serotonin and um, the, mir the miracle neuron and all that stuff in our brain. And they're saying that people who are addicts, whether it be alcohol, cigarettes, um, cocaine, weed, whatever the thing is, a lot of times it's not that they're doing things to get high. It's that they're doing things to avoid coming down from that high. Like it mm -hmm. hurts more. So they're actually doing something to avoid pain. And so sometimes when you look at people judgmentally about like not changing stuff or not giving stuff up, like you don't really know what's on the other side mm -hmm. of them not being able to do that. And so that's with, with full thought, you know, and mm -hmm. full understanding when we talk about change is like, we understand that that's the thing too. Yeah. Addiction is not, uh, it's not a small thing. It's not a game. I, and I was thinking about this um, the other day with the news about Gangsta Boo passing. And I was like, dang, like, it don't even matter. Like, you can have all the things or whatever. But, like, when you have an addiction, and it, it literally could be anything from all the things you said. Like, drugs is an obvious, clear one people can recognize to pornography to, mm -hmm. like, um, to sugar. Like, all the things. But, like, it's it's really not a game like it's not something sometimes you can just turn off and, and it really has other pieces to it so that could be another um answer to like why why people don't change sometimes mm -hmm. because it literally you can be addicted um so that's a big one too but looking at these so like thinking about your future self and trying to bridge the gap to that the discomfort of staying the same and opportunity cost so like losing uh, your health or um, your relationships, et cetera. I think that those three things are some of the bigger reasons um, why people do change. And in all the examples, not all, but like the examples that I can think of of things I like consciously was like, okay, this thing needs to change. And I was on a journey through that. Um, I could tie back to any of those. So for anybody listening, if there's any other reason you can think of is like, this is something that would make people change. Um, let me know. Cause I think sometimes when we're just thinking about our own stories, it's like, that's the that's the main ones I could think of, mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure there's other reasons too, like that finally you like finally snap into it or out of it or whatever it may be um, to change a way of life or to change your mindset or whatever. But it's not easy at all. It's usually like a journey. Yeah, and actually that made me think of another one as um, you were talking earlier about people being a product of their environment and maybe not mm -hmm. changing because they don't know that they can or that they need to. So something else that might inspire change or allow you to finally do that is like 
seeing mm. something new exposure, like being, yeah. yeah exposure like be, seeing like oh man life can feel better that i can true. do this or mm-hmm. you know oh this is a thing and it's like you maybe have never conceptualized that but once you're able to to see it and are exposed to it like that could be the thing that sparks your change yeah that's a good one and an example of that is like if you had a mentor or like somebody mm-hmm. who's working with you or you know helping you or guiding you or showing you something different um, now with like social and, and every, all, again, all these resources on the internet, you can look up, you know, how to do a bunch of things, or you can see other people like yourself doing interesting things. Um, so yeah, it's there if you open yourself to, to seeing it, but maybe that's true. Once you see something now, maybe you're in that place where it's like, all right, the gap between how to get there. And now maybe that can spark change. So that's a good one as well. Um, let's talk about us then. So the easiest way for me to think about this conversation of how do you change and like, is it possible to change is to think about the things that we have actually changed in our lives. Um, For me, all of my examples are, no, they kind of go back even from college, like things I remember being difficulties, but have changed over time. Um, But Carly, I'll let you kind of to kick us off. Like what's an area where you saw change and like where you were trying to change and it stuck? Man, fitness. Um, I feel like <laughs> not to be beating a dead horse or whatever PETA said that's the animal appropriate mm. version of beating a dead horse, but um It's dead. There ain't nothing wrong beating it. Man. Um, so fitness, man, Lexi gonna get paint thrown on us. But, <laughs> but wait um, till I hit my fur and get a step out. <laughs> Dang, I need a good fur. But uh, especially with all this weather that's been in, on in LA. Cold as hell. Man, oh, <laughs> nah, it was negative four when I was in Oklahoma. So oh, let's not yeah, it was nah. snowing, bruv. But um, I, I've been an athlete my whole entire life. And so when I got to college, it was quite a change for me to not have a regimented practice or sport. And so, like, building the habit of working out was was kind of tough. Like, whenever I didn't have to do it for a thing. And so I knew that that's a habit I wanted to build into my life, like, outside of sports. But then also I knew that I wanted my body to feel good and to look good to me. And so um, fitness is a very uh, easy way, easy way for me to look at how I've changed. So I... Learned about weight training, started doing that consistently. Um, I challenged myself. I was like, man, I've never been a distance runner. Still don't like it. But I made myself a distance runner and did a couple 10Ks and did all that stuff by consistently doing it. And it was really just because I, you know, knew that my higher self had these habits. And so Mm. I built that discipline into my life to, like, get there. So what what helped you change in that space was the gap between, like, who you wanted to be Mm -hmm. in that case. So for me, it's actually a little different. So I... I have fitness as well as one of the things I changed. But for me, I I wanted to be a person who consistently works out. And I wanted to be a person who was consistently active. Um, and But the reason that changed and then it became like actually like a part of my daily routine for more than uh, a year or so is that I saw results. So for me, it wasn't I didn't I didn't change when I started going to the gym. But by paying for a trainer and, like, having a schedule and doing it, once I started seeing the results, then um, it's something that became more, like, second nature or the desire to do it became a little more second nature. I don't, I don't like working out, but I like, I like being active and I like the results of it. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, and, and I don't know if that is another reason in general but like sometimes you might not want to do the thing but if you just start doing it and then you see how it feels better or see how you look better or whatever then that's how it catches so for me um I was I changed after I made the decision and then once I once I started seeing it 
then my mind was like, oh, I like this. And now it was easier to keep doing it. Mm. Yeah, and I definitely think that that's probably another reason why people change is like you like what's on the other side of mm -hmm. doing the thing and that just trickle down. Which is um, which kind of goes to now like the conversation of like you, sometimes you have to just start doing a thing um, and it's not like you, can, you can't wait around to want to change, right? Like sometimes with certain things that are difficult – you do like waiting for a motivation or like waiting for a workout partner or like waiting, waiting, mm -hmm. waiting. You and it's like, forever. yeah, you just have to kind of start and then like push. And nobody really wants to hear that. But for a lot of those things, you start and then maybe it becomes more of a habit. Um, so consider that as well. If there's something you want to change, especially if it's something like physical or whatever. I don't mindset wise. I don't you can't make yourself believe something probably. But if it's action oriented or like habits or um you know, something you want to eat different or do whatever, maybe that's the way for that. Um, another thing for me that I saw a big difference and a big change in over, this might be over the last five years, five, six years, um, and this was from, like, being kind of in therapy and recognizing um, that I wasn't very present, that I was always in mm. my mind. And, and even now, actually, my friend made fun of me yesterday because uh, – what was I doing? I was like bend down, take my shoes off when I went in their house and I got up and like, I hit my arm on like their key thing. And it's like, Oh, I sit down then I'm doing this. And then I like scratch this. And I'm like, Dan, that's why you got all those scratches all over you. Cause I just, I'll be doing too much too fast. Um, not taking my time, not being present of like what's going on. Um, at the time, like a, quite a few years ago, like I used to walk around my house and like, I'm always like bumping into stuff or I'm like, like, it's just doing too much, and it's, like, just calm down and, like, be present in one thing at a time. Mm. Um, so I recognized it, and once I recognized that, like, okay, I am always all over the place, then I just had to, like, make a practice of, um, in this case, it was it was seeing the gap in, like, who I want to be. So I had to kind of, again, force myself, when I started meditating, to, like, force myself to be still because I couldn't be still for more than a few seconds when I first started meditating. I was like, dang, what is the problem? Once I realized that, like, oh, I can't sit still, then I said, okay, I'm going to do a 15-minute meditation and stay completely still. I will not move. And once I finally did that for the first time, I was like, oh, that's how meditation is supposed to feel. And then I realized, like, oh, I can do it. I just have to really think hard about being still. Or when I'm moving around, I just have to really be like, let's slow down, you know, and, like, give myself, like, that kind of push. Um, so that was one thing I've really changed that I think I've gotten more present, but mostly I'm just super more aware of it. Um, cause I still like this happened the other day when I like got three bruises in two seconds, but, um, I still kind of move around too quick, but at least now I can recognize it and I can be like, okay, bring it back down and I'll meditate now and I can meditate and really be still for the 20 minutes and, you know, get it done like the way it's supposed to be done. So that feels good to know that I can be still. Or when people are talking, like I'll move around a lot or like people will talk to me and I will start walking away. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but, but like now I'm like, I can constantly be like, okay, like pay attention, look at them, sit here. Um, and I can notice a difference. No, I think that's a great one. Um, and you just to touch on something you said about like seeing results. I think that that's a great way to inspire change. But if you start something to change, to see results, you might not see them in the beginning. So you really have to understand your why. Because, you know, you're not going to see something after you work out for a week. You're going to have to keep going. Um, and mm -hmm. so just being – and, for example, even being present. Like, you know, you start meditating. You might not see results immediately, but gradually you'll start to see them in your life. And that's kind of my story with mindfulness. My 
my intention to change around mindfulness was less about being present. Cause I feel like I'm pretty good about being present, but it's like, I had this monkey mind, which is what they call it in yoga. And it's just like the chatter just like, da, 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 like always going crazy in my head. And I noticed that after I did yoga specifically, like a very intense yoga class, I was like, Oh, there's like this little brief moment of peace that I have in my head in Shavasana. And then when I first started doing yoga, I thought that Shavasana was stupid. And now I understand that that's the whole reason for the class. That's a, for a different day. But I was like, man, how can I hold on to this peace in my everyday? Like, what would that look like in my life if I could not have all this craziness going on in my head? And so that's when I started doing yoga more consistently, started practicing, learning how to meditate. It's only recently, I've been doing yoga for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's only within like the last two years that I've been consistent with meditation. So it's been, it's been a minute. Go ahead. I'm sorry if, if you seem like you were still going. No, I was just saying. So it's, it's been a minute, um, but it's through trial and error that I've been able to quiet down my mind and, fi- and find that inner peace. So sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's after a workout. Sometimes it's through different things. But a lot of trial and error just to get to that one thing that I wanted to change. Um, you telling that story also makes me think of kind of another concept to think about when we're talking about change. And we'll probably kind of get to this again later. But, like, when you talk about yoga – the first thing in my head, I'm like, Ugh, I hate yoga because when every time I try to do like a video or like do yoga, maybe like a certain amount of time in, and I'm like, all right, like what's going on? Where are we at? Like this is too slow. It's not doing nothing mm-hmm. for me. Like, like then my monkey mind starts. However, that moment and that feeling that you get, I get that through transcendental meditation. And so one thing to keep in mind too is think about what you want to feel differently, but not necessarily like the the how to do it. So like if I had been like, oh, um, I want to change and I want to do yoga every day, that's that doesn't work for me. But if it's like, how do I find mindfulness? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you may need to just find the right thing for you uh, to get the actual like what are you trying to accomplish? Um, because for me, I'm like, I don't like I don't even want to even try to make myself like yoga anymore because I know how to get that type of result, but I do something differently mm-hmm. um, to get it. So think about that as well. Like it may not look like what you think you might have to do or it may not look like uh, what somebody else is doing. And I think that thinking about how you want to feel is a great way to base your goals. Like even working out, like I want to feel energized every day. I want to mm-hmm. feel good in my body. I, I want to not hurt anymore. Like think about all those things. Cause sometimes those goals are easier to feel and see than completely aesthetic or mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. It's like, Oh man, like I feel so good in my body, you know, but maybe I'm not at my quote unquote ideal weight, but I feel so good. Mm-hmm. And so think about how you want to feel. That could be another way to help you actually make the changes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that how you feel you can control without the things you're doing. Like mm-hmm. you can you can choose to feel good Absolutely. sometimes and like kind of give yourself a faux like feeling and then like that kind of helps more instead of going into it like, uh Yeah. Um another place that we both saw a lot of changes over time, and I think this comes from just having growth mindset, from therapy, from, you know, being aware, et cetera, but how we show up in relationships. I had a few different things, specific things that over time, uh, I was like, man, this needs to change um, in regards to how I showed up in relationships. Uh, For me, the biggest one was being a better listener. And I have examples even from uh, 2010 is the earliest I really, really remember um, my boyfriend at the time being like, you got to stop cutting people off. (laughs) Because this is when I started my business and I'd be in meetings and he was there. And he's like, you every time somebody says something, you're like cutting them off, cutting them off. And... 
for the ever since then. So that's over 10 years ago. But like I'll notice it, but I felt like I couldn't control it. Like, why am I always like I'm a butt in? Or if somebody's talking, I feel like I know what you're gonna say, but so so this, right? Like, so that, so this, so this, like get to the point. Um, and like trying to rush people through or just not letting them speak. Um, and there's other reasons for like why I do that, but outside of that is like, how do I stop this? Because now more recently, fast forward, maybe a few years ago, pandemic time when like me and my close friends would hang out a little more and like they would call me out on it too. Like, yo, you do not be listening. So A, it's like not listening and then B is the interrupting kind of piece. And that goes with the being present because I notice like as soon as somebody starts talking, I'm like out of here. <laughs> like my brain is on something else or I'm like, get to the point. Um, shout out Damo. Like you ask him a question, he's going to talk for 10 minutes. So I'd be like, <laughs> here we go. So I would know like, let me ask you a question and just let you talk. Um but I would hear that so much and like it pissed me off every time somebody said like Lex you're not listening or Lex um you're cutting me off and then being in like romantic relationships you're not listening you're not listening you're not listening and I hate hearing that all the time I'm like at some point you have to accept like okay I'm I guess I'm not a good listener but what does that look like to be a good listener and um I had to start I literally just would practice it I'd have to be intentional like as soon as somebody starts talking like okay, listen to them, like, look at them, pay attention, or don't say anything. Um, we have one episode we where have we talked about that. Yeah. Become a better listener. We all know the number. I yeah. think maybe 54, but you can Google it. Oof. Wow, that's crazy if you had that right. Um, but that's where that's where I talked about those lessons in that episode because it's like um, something I read where it's like when people talk, try not to say anything for like 10 seconds till after they're done. And so it's, it's really hard, but it does help. And I for sure still cut people off all the time. But I do think in general it's much better, and I know mm-hmm. I know I'm a much better listener. Like now, I don't say like I'm a bad listener because people who just get to know me now don't have the same experience as people from the past. So even like with an ex, for example, it's like in their mind, like I'll never be a good listener. So it's like I can't change your mind, buddy. I'm sorry. Um, but over time, I'm like you should have gave me my kudos because over time, like even when I've done like couples therapy and stuff like that, like they're like, oh wow, you're listening really good. And I'm like exactly because I'm I'm sitting here. <laughs> Not saying nothing, letting them talk. Um, but then there's been times where we've had <laughs> we had a mediator with a friend, and they're like, dang, you keep cutting them off. And I was like, oh, when you get heated, like, that's just what happens. So you have to really be intentional about it. Anyway, all that to say, um, that was a huge thing for me. And I think I'm a much better listener now. Um, and it's still something I have to practice, but I'm a much, much, much better listener for sure. I just got so tired of people telling me, like, you're not listening all the time. What's something in relationships for you? I'm like, so the discomfort of other people, like, telling you about yourself is kind of what sparked that change? Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, The discomfort of always hearing it and being like, ugh, I don't want that to be a thing anymore. Um, Yeah, that just bothered me. And then it it bothered me the most once I was really aware of it and trying. And it's like I like to still get called out on it. It's like, I don't know, that's just really annoying. So it just kind of makes you want to continue to do better there. Man, that's the worst. When you really are trying, but it's just not yeah. making headway. <laughs> like, oh, you're not getting no acknowledgement for doing better. Yeah. Man, somebody give me a cookie. Okay. Um, <laughs> so for me, my biggest change in like relationships and friendships, primarily when I thought about this, it was romantic relationships, was because I recognized that mine were not healthy. <laughs> um, and what I mean is I was very codependent. 
um, up and down, like too attached, like in these relationships. And like, I just noticed that I had like a lot of insecurity and self-destructive behaviors. And I was, I was, your girl was down bad. And I was like, I can't do this no more. Like I, I don't, I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel good about the situation. And it was just a lot, not to say that they didn't have their own problems and, you know, situationships be damned, mm-hmm. but, um, I was like, you know, I got to fix this. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing therapy, started, you know, working on me and, and my confidence and, and my codependency. That was a huge one. And that's, you know, from how I grew up in trauma and stuff. And so it was like me facing all the things that I went through and being very honest with myself about, you know, me trying to be somebody's everything and then taking my worth and validating myself through other people. And that could be friends or relationships. And so, you know, by being aware of all of those things that allowed me the space to actually change and start mm-hmm. to show up for myself. All of that to say, there's not one way that I fix all that. It's about a million times infinity ways that I fix those things. Um, and it's still a journey, but huge. Your girl is in healthy relationships now. So shout out to me. But one thing I, I got out of what you just said, though, that's very important is that in order to change, there has to be accountability. So at some point, um, because when you were talking, I was like, yeah, everybody's been there at some point where it's like you you was doing too much and you can look back and be like, why was I, you know, like either pressed, why was I this, that, being Wilding. insecure, all that, right. And to where now, you, I mean, there still always can come out through different stuff, but it's not in that same level. And I think about like SZA and I was talking to a friend the other day, I was like, yeah, I can't listen to that no more. Cause it's like, stand up girl. Like, but at the same time I get it. Like, and I've been there and I feel it, but like, I'm not there no more. So, um, yeah, you have to be accountable for your part, especially mm-hmm. when it's like relationship stuff, um, to understand and like want to grow and want to do things differently. Um, another big thing in regards to relationships that changed for me is just communication in general. Um, and I guess this has to do with being a better listener, but in general, um, communication and being less or more less conflict averse mm-hmm. um which is like i i was shut down and trying to avoid con- conflict or i may not uh i don't want to say i wouldn't be honest but i guess the honest the honest answer is like not being honest as far as not giving the whole thing like i might just say a little something or like be short because like i don't want this to turn into a conversation like to me like it's not that serious so let me not say some stuff that's going to make you think too much or whatever whatever but not being as open as direct etc and I really saw how that was affecting my relationships um and this is in general because if you're not vulnerable if you're not communicating directly um if you're shutting down like all of those different types of things um you're just not making a good clean space like within your relationship so for me that changed because I just saw how it was affecting the relationship so bad and in that same way, because of how it was affecting relationships, I saw how that was keeping me in a certain space where, you know, I couldn't be as vulnerable. Or I, I, I wasn't just in, you know, being myself in a lot of cases, or I felt scared to be like, le- like legit what I wanted to say or, or who I want to be or whatever, because um, I didn't want to make anything like the situation too hot or whatever. So for me, um, all of these communication things have been some of the bigger things that I've changed over time. Um, and even I've talked about before, like if, if you are somebody who, uh, grew up and kind of held everything to yourself. So like, even when from going from being like somebody who self harms to somebody who works in communications and now I'm like, I'm gonna say whatever now and be very clear and be very direct. And it feels so good now to do that. Um, whereas before it's like, you just didn't feel safe talking or, Mm -hmm. or didn't even know for me, I feel like I didn't even know how to like talk about certain stuff so it's gotten much better because now it allows me to get things off my chest and it allows me to be 
open with whoever I'm talking to. Man, I think that a huge piece of that is also like getting to know yourself. Like you said, you didn't mm-hmm. even know like it was a thing. And so, you know, anytime you're trying to make any type of change in your life, it it, it sounds like it always goes back to like we always say it goes back to yourself and like really building that and fortifying that relationship. Because then you actually can advocate for your needs or can say what's really on your mind or what's you know, what's upsetting you. Because sometimes I felt like back in the day I would be upset and I wouldn't understand why in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like now I know myself. So now I can actually say, well, actually, this happened and it made me feel like this. And da-da-da. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, another habit for me that changed drastically that I always wanted to change for so long and it just wasn't working was being a morning person. So we talked about this a long time ago in the podcast too, where, where it's like, you know, anytime we're talking about what's something we want to do different or what is that thing we're working on? It was always the same example for me. It's like, man, I want to get up. Like, I just feel like I'm dragging. I can sleep. I can literally sleep all day. Like I could be in bed till 12, one o'clock. Um, I have, you know, that much going on that I needed to do, whatever. Um, but meanwhile, it's like, okay, sis, but you're trying to like grow a business and do things like I am not, um, a person who thinks like everybody has to be up at like 5am by any means. However, I a hundred percent recognize a big difference when I'm like up early, have my time, you know, ready for my day, get started early, et cetera, and do that. Um, and all of a sudden I just realized like, oh, I'm not complaining about waking up anymore. And then. I just realized, like, oh, I, I literally hop up at a certain time. I have no problems getting up early. Um, I enjoy being up in the morning. I enjoy going to bed at 9.30 p.m. <laughs> like, I have no problem. Um, what changed? Um, what changed is um, what I would also say on my thoughts on, like, how to change is that I had to think about who I wanted to be. So if you – I had to stop being like, oh, I wish I could wake up early, and it was – how does a person who runs a successful business like move through life? And like you get up and you have your day set and you have meetings set and you have plans and you do this and you do that. Like, so it was just like, you have to think about who you want to be. Um, and how, how does that person operate? And then it's just like, I, I just started operating that way. And for me, that's how a lot of things for me changed. Like, I can't have, I can't say I want to lose 20 pounds, but I can say, who do I want to be? I want to be a person who doesn't miss the gym. I want to be a person who, um, likes working out. I want to be a person who always has active, uh, activities in my schedule. I want to be a person, uh, who doesn't worry about, um, spending when I'm out. I want to be a person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so when you think about my life, when you think about my life, when I think about my life in that way, like, who do I want to be? How do, how do I want to act? It's easier than like, and how you said earlier, how do I want to feel is easier than saying, um, man, I only going to eat want to eat broccoli and chicken or, you know, making certain goals or trying to make certain habits forcing. But if it's like, who do I want to be? I want to be a person who um, is full of energy and feels um like feels clean, doesn't feel bloated. Mm. I can do whatever, right? And so when you think like that now, when I'm like, mm, I want a little something sweet, I could be like, uh, well, I wouldn't. That person wouldn't order cake, but that person might go get an acai bowl. So I'll order a bowl instead of getting like ice cream. Um, so now you just make decisions as that person, and then it's so easy because you know what that person would do. You know, you know what that person's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they wouldn't skip the gym. They would go ahead and go to the gym. So thinking about things in that way really helps me to make the changes Man, shout out to hero p one of our other early yeah. episodes um preston was a guest you can google preston and i had an stuff. alter ego too i had all this stuff written out 
Um, but it was so so many things different than like how I was at the time. Actually, if I go we back and look at it, that. if I go back and look at, it, I know exactly where it is in my room too. If I go back and look at it, I probably actually do the things now because I was like, I'm a person who wakes up like I really take care of my appearance. Like mm-hmm. my hair stays done. I do my nails. I do the like all the different things. And I'm like, oh, you do, um, you know, start to set those certain habits. Like, how does a boss live? And like, you just answer questions with your decisions based off of that. Like already being that person. And that's a big piece of manifestation, which is a huge buzzword. But when Preston was on, he was saying that he changed his life by, you know, making hero P like he cut out pictures mm-hmm. and wrote out his like three P's of who he wanted to be persistent, da, 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 whatever it was. Um, and all these things. And you just kind of operate in that. And Shout out hero P. He is a father yeah. now, man, for real. <laughs> Papa P. Um, <laughs> Papa P. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh. But when I think about one of the biggest change I'm, changes I made in my life, it and really what changed for me, it was operating in my why. Like you know, looking at that, who do I want to be, and how do I want to be, and how does she feel, how does she move? You know, w- when I think about my life, like as a whole, like macro, you know, overlooking it, what do I want it to be? And that, like, when you're thinking about how to change, if you don't really have a strong why, I, I think it makes it so much harder to change. Mm-hmm. Like, if your why is weak, you gonna falter, and that has happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to get clear on that. But for me, is um, the biggest one I would say is my self confidence. And my self love. Like, I remember, like I said, y'all yeah, heard this story a million times. And if not, it's the first time for you. Um, I want to learn how to love myself and see what life could look like if I operated from a place of love. And so there's been infinite ways I've done that through, you know, waking up early, working out, journaling, going to therapy, doing this, doing that, all of these things. There's no mm-hmm. one, one way to get to what you want to do. It is trial and error. But I, it was always rooted in, like, I want to love myself. I want to feel good in being myself. I want to advocate for myself and speak up for myself and put myself first and know what I need and be bold because, you know, the Carly in my dreams, like who I am, she does all those things. And so it's kind of a a little bit of fake it till you make it, (laughs) but I don't want to call it fake because it it is authentic in the sense that I'm already acting as her, you know, everything else just kind of had to catch up, but it always goes back to my why. Yeah. I love that. And I think this same, um, this same approach about uh, imagine if you went through your whole day, like, um, making decisions and being like, uh, what would I do if I love myself? Everything could be different. If you're laying in bed and like, and your alarm goes off, like, what would I do if I love myself? I would just, I would get up. I would actually go ahead and hop in the shower now instead of like, you know, just bruising all day in my PJs or what if, if I love myself? Yeah. I would make this decision over this decision or do this over this. And I think when you do that, like when I started asking myself like, Oh, what would this person kind of do or how would this person act when you, it feels crazy when you go outside of it. Cause it's like, you know, you're consciously being like, yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead with this burger. Like, um, but sometimes also that can look like, um, if I love myself or what I do, I like, I really want this steak or I really want this burger. And like, you're doing it from the place of like, I'm doing what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it feels like this is, is guilty or like, I know I shouldn't be doing that. Then I would get this salad or I would do whatever else. But that really does work because you're almost challenging yourself to like, all right, like enough just talking about it. Like how, how does this look? How does this look in real life? Um, so I think that's really good. Um, those are a lot of changes we've made. So kudos to us because you got to think about that and remember sometimes, um, you know, that things were different. I talked about this in the last episode where I was like, man, I used to always have so much anxiety and now I'm like, I feel peaceful as hell, like all the time. So it's like, wow, thinking about how much you've changed or how things have changed um, is really important and you just want to keep going with that um, as you find new things that you want to evolve and develop with um, is there anything left that you right now you're like dang there is some things I want to really change that I'm struggling with or working on 
Man, I'm, I'm sure there is. There's nothing that comes to mind, though, and I'm not in the forcey-forcey of things right now, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to force it. I know that, you know, my finances, I want to be more organized with that, but, you know, I haven't changed that, so <laughs> part of me is like, maybe there's something more there that's to address. How, that's how I know. I got hella stuff to do finances. <laughs> I don't even be thinking about it, but that is in, is down bad. Like, it is not, let me not say it's down bad, it's not intentional. And it's not yeah. that organized. That's what, and I also don't even think about it when it comes time to think about it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I really want to change that because I feel like that's still a forcey answer. So not in the moment, but I'll get back to y'all um, about that. I need to get to the point that I want to change that <laughs> is what I need to do. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I think about all the time is my diet and nutrition mm-hmm. because I'm like, all right, I'm doing all this fitness, but girl, that don't matter if like I eat crazy. Big facts. Um, and I also recognize why I'll eat crazy and I'm not planned ahead. So like I used to like meal prep back in the day or I used to like cooking. Now I don't. So it's very easy for me. I just Uber eats everything. Um, I'll realize like I'll go days and it's like, man, I'm not really no vegetables in sight. Like, and by that, I don't, I mean, I guess it's not good. I think it's also recognizing it's not good. Like, but I eat like a lot of pastas. And so it's not like I'm sitting here necessarily eating Taco Bell every day or anything like that. But um, I just keep saying every time I'm eating something, I'm like, man, I need to be eating better. And I'm not really changing it, but slightly because still, like, I do um, have my things. Like, okay, like I said, I really do. Like, I'll get a essay bowl instead of, like, ice cream. I make little changes. I just can't wait till I get hungry. So, like, I, I, in order to change, I need to implement some type of a plan. Then that's a huge part. I'm glad you said that because um, we haven't addressed it yet. Um, your willpower dwindles throughout the day. And so if there mm-hmm. is not a fail-safe plan set up, you will be more likely to fail and then beat yourself up or feel bad about it or whatever. So you, yeah. you can't if you're trying to change your meals, don't wait until you get hungry and the only thing across the street is McDonald's or, or whatever. Like if you try not to drink, but then all of your, you know, Mm-hmm. dinners are at a bar it's like bro you really setting yourself up for failure and so maybe one way to change is like to actually create a plan that allows you you know yeah. space like for me excuse me i need to I, I could take time to make a meal plan i could um that's why i like what i saw somebody. all the other day when the girl was like she ordered the catering yeah i'm like oh because i definitely like i do not want to cook no more like yeah i just don't but maybe it's like oh you can even order in bulk and that'll be cheaper than ordering literally ordering uber eats three times a day yeah. type thing like um, one million percent. Like finding yeah. either a meal prep person or buying catering or doing doing any of those things, like any number of things. I know you tried some of those in the past, and so you know it's like doing that. But then also maybe maybe allowing yourself like so maybe you're hard for like a month, but then after that it's like oh I can have a treat you know once a week or something like that. Because I also feel like if you're trying to stop doing something to completely cut everything off for a little bit can be hard. But if you know that you're building in a treat for yourself. Like that was always helpful for me when I was very strict with my meal plans. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't, and I don't like the treat thing. I think about it like, um, environmental. So for example, Mm -hmm. for me, it might be like, Oh, I only, I'm, I only drink, um, in social settings Mm. or I only do something on the weekend. I tried that recently. I was like, Oh, I only do. And I just start saying that also. That's a good thing about change too. start saying it. Like, like, Oh, I only drink on the weekends. So, now it's like when you open the fridge and, and you see the wine or whatever, and it's like, oh, no, I don't drink on the weekdays. Mm. And then that's it. Like you start, you say you don't do it or you say I do this. Um, that worked for that's me for, for like two weeks <laughs> on one of my things I was trying to stop. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I only do this on the weekends. And it was cool. And I was like, oh, this the week's going great. Um, and then the holidays came and I fell off. But um, in regards to like diet and nutrition, what I'm thinking about now is like, um, okay, during when I'm at home, 
I need to have a plan of like some stuff in the fridge or things I want to do. But then when I go out to eat, I'm I'm out to eat type thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I also went and got groceries and like half of them vegetables still just sit in the freezer. I'd be looking at it, like I'll have food and I'd be like, yeah, I'm not cooking this. <laughs> and yeah. then I order something. But I'm gonna figure it out. Um. I'm gonna figure it out because I'm I'm tired of saying it now, so I'm getting to that Look, point. <laughs> all right, so we heard. Let's let's check back on I'm that. Getting to that point because that's where I'm losing because I'm doing too much uh, active stuff, but it's like the way I'm eating is not helping it at all. Okay, so let us know. Hit us at Carly's Couch on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We both on there now, so follow us, Lexi. Over oh there yeah, popping. holler at me on TikTok, <laughs> Lex underscore Topia. I'm I'm up now. She up, baby. Um, but. Hit us. Let us know what you're trying to change and or what you have changed and how, you know, how you did it. Because I think that that's important and we can always learn from that, too. Hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. So we hope you like this episode about change. Um, let us know the things you might be trying to change or if you have any tips or ideas. Happy to hear that. Um, and we're going to skip on to the question of the week. So this week's question is, Carly, what's the best thing that you've ever purchased off of Amazon or through social media? Man, they got me with the little galaxy light, y'all. <laughs> that hoe is so cool. I like doing yoga. Um, what's a galaxy light? It, like, projects a galaxy on your wall. Oh, I got that you. That hoe yeah. is fire. I like that. Brianna had, had one of those at the crib, and, like, the lights oh are off. God, that was so up. Cool. She had the jazz music on. I was oh, like, this is a vibe. It's a vibe, yo. Like, anything I can do to improve how beautiful my home is or how it makes me feel like I'm, I'm yeah, a sucker. Nice. And yeah. so I'm going to buy all those things. And so, you know, shout out to one of my classmates from USC because she bought it and posted and she's like, it's worth the hype. And then yeah. I bought it right after. <laughs> That's how it be sometimes. Um, I, I buy everything from Amazon. Um, like literally from, like, I don't even go to the grocery store anymore. I, I get everything from Amazon. So I don't, I'm trying to think of what the best thing might have been. Um, but I will probably say I don't know. I everything in my house is off Amazon. <laughs> I don't, I can't think of nothing like super random. Man, I have so many things I can think of. I'm like my juicer is banging. That whole been kicking for a year. It was only eighty dollars. Love it, juice all oh, the time. Good. Little ice maker thing that I have. Little round balls of ice. That whole is popping. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's some man. Look, but they're all on my affiliate link, so go to my uh, social media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't have nothing that's standing. I ain't going to hold y'all because I'm trying to think of something. But I, I definitely get everything off of there. So everything in my house came off of Amazon. Yeah. Well, hit us and let us know if y'all have found anything cool because I might probably buy it. So, you know, just let <laughs> us know. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.